Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is not narrow sectarianism, but the body of Christ. Through his messages in these life studies, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. The garment worn by the high priest in the Old Testament gives us a wonderful picture of many aspects of Christ. But the breastplate that was the outermost item of the priestly garment also gives us a picture of God's redeemed people, the church, and how God conveys his word and his will to man through the church. This is Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee was a young man in China in the 1920s when he was saved and called by God to minister the riches of Christ to his countrymen in this pagan land. Another young Chinese Christian named Witness Lee soon joined him to preach the gospel and establish churches throughout the country. Their work flourished for more than 25 years until the new communist regime sought to crush this threat to their new state-sanctioned religion of atheism and communism. The result of this persecution was the imprisonment of Watchman Nee in the early 1950s. Witness Lee, his co-worker, fled with a handful of believers to Taiwan to continue the work. Once again, the gospel flourished and churches sprang up throughout this island nation. In 1962, Witness Lee moved once again, this time to the United States, where he gave himself for the remaining 35 years of his life to unlock the riches of God's word to all of God's people. The chief aspect of this ministry of the Word was the life study of the entire Bible, a book-by-book commentary on the Scriptures from the perspective of unlocking the unsearchable riches of Christ as life in every portion of the Bible. Francis Ball is back with us again today. And Francis, from time to time, we like to take a little bit more time and give a brief history of this ministry because it's a history that I think most Christians are not that familiar with but it really displays some of the rich heritage of this ministry, doesn't it? Yes, it does, Chris, and uh, it's really quite marvelous how rich this ministry is. And I really hope that more and more people could become acquainted with this ministry because there's so many riches that are unfolded that are absolutely scriptural but related to our experience as Christians, particularly in this matter that we're touching today in, in the message that's coming up. Well, as you uh, pointed to, where we're going today is the breastplate that was worn by the high priest of the nation of Israel in his service in the tabernacle, and this is described initially in Exodus chapter 28. Verse 30 mentions a couple of quite mysterious components of the breastplate, these two things, the Urim and the Thummim. We've been talking about them of late. This verse says, And you shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, And they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before Jehovah. 
and Aaron shall carry the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before Jehovah continually. Francis, these two things, the Urim and Thummim, they even have a mysterious sound. What do these words mean, and what do we know about them as they were incorporated into this breastplate? Well, as you mentioned, these certainly are two mysterious items. Actually, there is not even a translation for these two words, but we do know something about the meaning of them. The Urim means lights. The suffix I am on a Hebrew word makes it something plural. So Urim, which uh, Ur here means light, and so making that plural, it's lights, and with Thummim, which means perfections. Both of these items, experientially, are types of Christ. This is the key thing about this ministry, that it does apply these things in a way that's absolutely according to the Bible, but also according to our experience. So these two matters are something showing us Christ in two ways, that Christ is light and Christ is the perfecter. You could say he's the illuminator and the perfecter. And we need Christ in this way. Well, the message that we're touching today is one of those that uh, really is not doctrinally centered. It is far more to the realm of experience, the experience of Christ by his people. And we're going to see that there is much more to the church than just the gathering or the assembling of the believers. When we touch these messages that do express something of the deeper and richer experience of Christ, we realize that uh, many of the things, Francis, we talk about or are going to hear about may not be yet in our realm of experience. So I hope that we find a way in our fellowship to kind of bring this into the realm or the reach of all the believers, because that's really God's intention. None of this is meant to be so mysterious and lofty that it's out of our reach. That's right. We do need to realize that these things are revealed in the Bible for our benefit. We are expected to know what these things mean experientially. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians that I'm reminded of in this connection. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're spiritually understood or spiritually discerned. So we have to realize that for a person to really understand these depths, the depths of these things that Brother Lee has brought out over the years is because he had lots of experience of the Lord and knew how to exercise and use his spirit to understand the deep things of God. Well, we all need that exercise, I think, to, uh, to really enter into this. It's a marvelous picture ahead. Let's go ahead and join Witness Lee. The two pieces of Urim Zemin, Urim was Christ, and Zemin too. And these two, both are Christ, both are added to the church. This is the competing Christ. And he bears the four missing uh, letters. So he is the competitor. Take away the four missing uh, letters. Then you have the church in darkness, missing something of Christ. You have a complete sight of the twelve names, still something of Christ missing. Even this is the complete church, this is the perfect church, no defect, no shortcoming, nothing missing by themselves, but still, as far as Christ goes, something is missing. You need this drumming to be added in. 
And you need uh, this piece of Urim to be added in, and these two pieces, both are Christ. Amen. Christ has to be added in. Amen. Then you have the perfection, you have the completion, and then you have the shining. Now, let's check with our experiences. Too many times, especially the leading ones, in their experiences, they realize regardless how the saints here in this church are experiencing Christ, they all have been scribed with Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 3, don't forget that. Christ is the substance to write letters of Christ. Amen. Christ has been inscribed into us. Even the saints in this locality, have a lot of experience of Christ. When the leading ones look at the uh, inscription of Christ on the saints, to read all the names of the tribes, they still feel something of Christ is missing. They need something additional of Christ. And that addition, no one can replace. It has to be Christ himself. Regardless how much Christ we have uh, experienced and we have been inscribed with, still Christ is missing. We need more of Christ. After so much experience of him, we all have to admit that Christ is still missing among us. We still need him to be added. Then we have the completion. Then we have the shining. Francis, the breastplate with the 12 transparent stones engraved with the names of the 12 tribes of Israel easily identifies or signifies the church, which is all of God's redeemed people. But as a type of the church, what's significant here about the addition of these two items we were talking about earlier, the Urim and the Thummim? Oh, this is really a, a marvelous searching how to express the things that have been brought out in this as far as our experience is concerned because the breastplate is clearly a type of the church because on that breastplate you have 12 stones with the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And, of course, that represents all of God's chosen people in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So uh, those stones are engraved with the names of each tribe, and that means that that represents the church, the breastplate itself. Now, these two items that we're talking about today, the Urim and the Thummim, are put into the breastplate. And both of these items represent, as we said earlier, uh, are types of Christ. That means that Christ is put into the church. And therefore, what he provides for the members of the church is the meaning of those two items, the Urim and the Thummim, the lights and the perfection. So with the Urim in the church, there is light. And that light is because the stones are transparent and there is a, an oil provided to um, cause the light to shine with a fire that came from the altar. Now that sounds complicated, and it is rather complicated, but it means simply the uh, fire from the altar means that was the cross, and the oil is the Spirit. So the experiences of Christ as the oil, the Spirit, and the fire from the cross 
then we realize that this is how we experience Christ as the Urim. And then for the perfections, or the Thummim, Christ is the perfecter. He's always working on us and in us to perfect us. We've mentioned a number of times on this program that God's intention is to work himself into us in Christ to be our life so that we will be in life and nature with the very same life and nature that God has because we're born of God. But this working himself into us to perfect us is something of an ongoing nature that needs lots of time and experiences and, I would say, inscribing of Christ's very element and nature into our being. Your word there, inscribing, is a very New Testament term and a very New Testament thought. Of course, the Apostle Paul uh, brought this out quite clearly in Corinthians, that there was something being inscribed in the hearts of the believers. Uh, So the connection is quite marvelous, isn't it? Yes, it is, because this is very important. Without this inscribing, what we express will not be Christ. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee. We want to see a little bit about the actual way that the Urim and the Thummim functioned for the high priest in that time, and then the spiritual application of this to us. It's very marvelous. Here again is Witness Lee. Thumbing typifies Christ as the completers and perfecters. You have Christ being the alphabet for inscription. And you have also Christ being the alphabet for completion. This is important. The very Christ whom you have experienced is the one inscribed upon you. I realized I have only experienced so little of Christ. Then I was uh, trying to get help. That means to put myself among the saints. In other words, to put myself in the church, to get the help from the others. And I found out all the others were more poor than I was in experiencing Christ. The poverty of the inscription of Christ. Look at him, a lovely brother. Yet, if you need him to help you in the addition of Christ, you'll find out. Zero. Even he still is not a transparent piece yet. He, he's still opaque. You may see, brother, this is all together too much. Do you mean that this brother has not been saved yet? He has been saved. Saved, but not inscribed. Let me tell you, in those years, 46, 47, 48, Brother Nee was not coming back to his ministry, yet uh, we just two or three had a lot of fellowship with him. And one day he came. I was the only one there. He said to me, Brother Winnes, do you believe they have been regenerated? And I said, uh, haven't they been saved? Then he said, probably they have been saved, but not regenerated. I said, what kind of theology is this? <laughs> Are you teaching me this doctrine? A person can be saved, still not regenerated? He said, doctrinally, you cannot say this. But, factually, 
Don't you realize some got saved and not regenerated? Then I said, what do you mean, Brother Nee? He said, I mean this. They got redeemed by the blood. But I was with them, you too. I do believe you agree with me. For the years, we never met their spirit. They are blood redeemed, but whether they are spirit regenerated or not, question mark. New inscription. You may be a very good brother. And you may be a very nice sister. You have to forgive me when you are checked how much Christ has been inscribed into you. Not much. Francis, for us to be full of the proper experience of Christ, we have to be those that are under the judging and exposing light of Christ all the time. Have you experienced what he was talking about here, that often when we're talking with others, particularly ones that are new in the Lord, we can become very aware of how short we are of the genuine experience of Christ? You know, Chris, I'm experiencing that right now, (laughs) how short I am of the real experiences of Christ, because these things are quite deep, and yet in this light of this message is quite practical. We do have these kind of experiences of realizing that we're still very short. And even no matter how good we are and how much Christ has been inscribed on us as living stones, there's still something lacking, still something short of what we need of Christ. That's a wonderful realization because we realize Christ is inexhaustible. We need to experience him more and more. And the more we experience him, the more light we have. And also, the more frequent we recognize the darkness, which needs some dealings. Christ is always operating in us to perfect us so that we can be more and more just the same as he is in life, in nature, even in expression. It's really remarkable how that works, Francis. The more we go on seemingly in the light, the more aware we become of all of the areas of darkness that still reside in us, isn't it? That's right. Well, an experiential, a deep, a marvelous message, and we hope that we've been able to bring it to you in a way that at least gives you some glimpse. I, along with Francis, am in fear and trembling when we touch a word like this. The light shines first, I think, here before it reaches anywhere else. That's right. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee for our last portion today, the breastplate of judgment. The saints should be transparent for Christ to shine through them. The God's will may be shown. Suppose the child pieces are not transparent. They all are opaque. There's no light. Then they would use the breastplate to find out God's will, God's leading. In most of the Christian groves, the situation is like this. I visited at Minan Chan 40 years ago, some churches. To my realization, everyone was opaque. No transformation, no transparency. Everyone was opaque. No inscription of Christ. Nothing. They only have Jesus Christ the Lord a name. A name on their lips. And you consider a little bit about the situation and the condition among so many Christians today. You would agree with me. 
with many Christians, there's no transparency to be used by God as a breastplate. We all have to be transparent. We all have to be transparent with some letters inscribed upon us. Every letter inscribed upon us is a part of Christ. You must have some definite experiences of Christ. I tell you, dear saints, if you have got the light and if you are bearing the burden, you will get in trouble. You will have no peace. The more you look at the situation, the condition of so many saints and so many so-called churches, so many groves, you just have a heavy burden. You couldn't see the transparency. You couldn't see the inscription of Christ. And you couldn't see the light shining. Francis, it's very interesting to see how the Urim worked with these transparent stones on the breastplate to allow God to communicate with his people. The Urim would cause these stones to light up, but it was not the stones lighting up that God used for his speaking to his people or to communicate with his people. It was when a stone would go dark. This seems quite uh, backward to our natural thought. What does this indicate to us, Francis? Well, I believe this indicates the fact that the stones are transparent and transformed, I would say. Then there's a possibility for the light to shine through these stones. And that's an ideal situation, that the light would shine through these stones and the priest then could read the will of God in the stones. Now, let me try to make that a little bit more up-to-date and practical. We are the members of the body of Christ. And we are represented by those stones on that breastplate. And if we are transparent, the light of Christ as the Urim would shine through us. And that would make things bright. But also, there is a shortage of how much light would shine through because of our lack of transparency or our problem of being opaque. We would not shine so clearly and so definitely. The darkness would then come on. So one of the stones may become dark. And in that case, that is the Lord speaking through that dark stone to show us there's something missing. There's something wrong. I don't know how clear this could be to us because we're still short of the experience ourselves to that extent. But we've been shown in this message that the darkening of the stones is a stronger message to us than the light, simply because that's the way he exposes us, that's the way he lets us know his will, and that's the way he uh, reveals where the problem is. And I think there's been some reference to this in previous messages, how they discovered who was the one who uh, kept the garments and hid them when they were to expose everything. He, He just uses this way to expose. And if we're clear about this kind of typology that the church is represented by the breastplate and the stones on the breastplate represents the believers, we can realize that sometimes things just go dark and you have no way to read the saints to know what the real situation is. I think we all know as Christians what it's like to have the light of Christ really shining through us and others that we're with. It's a marvelous experience, and when you're in the light, you certainly know it. I think we also know what it's like to be the one who has been exposed 
and uh, the light, uh, at least temporarily, is taken away from us. Of course, it's an uncomfortable feeling. It's one we tend to uh, want to flee and run away from. But it's all part of this process of this transformation that ultimately is really purifying the stones so that the light can come through in a, even a more dynamic or uh, intensified way. Yes, we could say that we like to be the shining ones, but this depends on our degree of experience of Christ. He's the light and he's the shining one. So we like to be in that light. And in order to find out how the church is going on, we need to be able to read the saints. In other words, know what their situation is. Right. And that way we can tell what the need is in the church. If they're all dark, we're really in trouble. And if they're all light, all shining brightly, that's a very unusual situation because we all still have a lot of need for further shining and further perfecting. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to radio at lsm.org. For Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Whether you're hearing this program via radio, online, or as a podcast, you'll find hundreds of audio studies just like this one by visiting our website, lsmradio.com. We also hope you'll email us with your questions or comments, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.